Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where you always have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give your insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by Cowboy. Hi, I am not a fine gust of wind, but I will burst your bubble. Oh, poignant. Also by <laughs> Maestro, hello. <laughs> Painting with all the colors of the wind on a regular basis. Oh, Pocahontas. Uh, this week we continue our quarantine block of episodes no, to help it was us. Elizabeth Warren. Oh, was it? What? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Oh. <laughs> she said she was an Indian. Oh, did she? Part Indian. Oh, yeah, my. and then Trump called her Pocahontas. Oh. <laughs> All right. That tracks. That sounds like something that would happen in real life. In, yes. In this version okay. of real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two minutes in. Let's edit that. Right. <laughs> Uh, we continue our quarantine blog of episodes to help us through these tough times. As you know, new movies are not being released. So my usual method of choosing movies based on what's coming out has also been quarantined. So we're going to go through a list of movies that we've all chosen, everybody here on the Rat Pack, as a wish list. Up next, I am uh, sorry to announce, is ah! Cowboy's pick from 1987. It is The Gate. Last week we did from 1986... Critters, so at least we're getting closer to the modern times. <laughs> uh, not by much, but it is The Gate. This is directed by Michael Nankin. It stars Stephen Dorff. Hello, from Blade. That's how I know him from. And also really? those, those, Blade? those blue uh, cigarette commercials as well. <laughs> <laughs> it also stars Krista Denton, Louis Tripp, Kelly Rowan, and Jennifer Irwin, amongst other people that we will never hear from again, I'm sure. Most likely. Yep. Let's do the oh, synopsis. I'm not so sure. One of the characters, I think, is one of the... Hold on. You know, I'm going to look it up. So check. Go ahead. Go cool. On. Thanks for interrupting for that. Uh, well, this, <laughs> this is the synopsis. Then we'll get to our thoughts about the movie. Kids left home alone accidentally unleash a horde of malevolent demons from a mysterious hole in their suburban backyard. Wow. Have you seen this movie before? <laughs> Cowboy, of course you have. You chose this. Yes. Why? Yes, why? Yeah. And why? Because <laughs> it's a great movie, man. Okay. It held up to the times. Oh. Okay. It was it was horrible back then. It's horrible now. Hold on. <laughs> you did, you already back when you watched it the first time, whenever it was. You thought it was a horrible movie, and you decided, I need to bring this no, to spoilers. No, no. Back, back then, it wasn't horrible because I was like nine years old when I watched it, so okay. it was kind of pretty scary, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um, but it was everything that I remembered. Okay. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Not, um, not a lot, but... <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's clearly there's a lot of claymation going on in this movie. Right. And... Um, it, it, it was 1987 technology, man. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, Maestro, have you seen this movie before? Yes. Yes, I have. In several, 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 several times. Oh, my God. You t- so, okay. Oh, my God. I had never heard of this movie before. Really? When you brought up The Gate, I thought it was going to be another movie that Maestro is always trying to get me to watch, which is the um, Battlestar... What is it? 
What? The gate. There's a gate involved. Stargate? Stargate? Stargate. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, by the way, the, the director of this movie also did Battlestar Galactica, uh, Michael Nankin. Do they be bears? They, they do be bears. That's true. That, ah. that, is, that is a fact. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, uh, walking out of the theater, if we just watched this for the first time together, the conversation we would have, I would start off by saying... Why? Why what? Why did you bring me to this movie? <laughs> to I will... make up for critters. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, what I will say, uh, as much as Critters was awful, it, it I was able to check it off the list. This movie, to me, was just a complete nothing. It was. Just, it was. It was just. Oh, uh, it Come left, on, man. It, it is, I, I don't see it leaving a lasting impression on me. I feel like it's just a movie that I've seen uh, because I had 90 minutes to kill, uh, and now those 90 minutes are gone forever, and I will never get them back. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Deacon Frost you, acting was probably one of the best I've ever seen him do. But if you watched it when you were nine years old... It'd be a hell of a lot different. I I could see being terrified as a younger child watching this. I, I that, that I could see. Isn't this a PG thirteen movie? Uh, I think it was a negative watch movie. I don't know what that rating is. That a rating? It was a PG thirteen. I think. Really? And they were able to. Yeah, they were able to pull all that off in a PG thirteen movie. That says a lot, man. There is nothing about that that makes me think it should be anything more than a G rating. What? It, the, the, not even the not even the dad's head falling off and going into splat. Okay. All right. All right. PG. We'll not go even, PG then. Not even the the poking of the Barbie doll's face, uh, legs into the guy's eyes. Oh, I guess that stuff does factor in. I was not thinking, even the fact that you, the kid like stabs his own hand with it had an eye in it. But yeah. it, but it all it came across to me as very tame. Maybe back in '87, that would be like, oh no, you can't show those kinds of things and be labeled a PG. Like but, for instance, think of it this way: remember The Exorcist when it came out? I never saw it. So that's one on the list. <laughs> I, I do want to see it at some point, and I think spoilers is a, is a good place for it to be watched. Uh, also, because for the same reason that I think I didn't like this movie, I think that uh, that movie is so old that I'm also going to have issues with it because technology and just storytelling has come such a long way since those times that these are now harder to watch for me, these older movies. <laughs> I can, I can get that, but the way I see it is this. If these movies track to be cult classics, there's got to be a reason why people love them. And I feel like if that's the case, there's a good chance that there's a good reason why people should watch them to begin with, even if they're considered crappy by today's standards. But I don't know how much of that is nostalgia versus this is actually a good movie. Like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I didn't see that until I was later in life. I think I, uh, we were in high school um, that, until I saw it. And I got it like, this is a good movie from a period that is way before me. If this this kind of movie, uh, I, I can't see. It doesn't stand the test of time for me. It, it's very much of the time period in which it came from, and it's 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 just ah. Uh, if I would have seen it at that time, it would probably have the nostalgia factor to make it like, oh, this was fun. Like there's certain movies that do that for me, like Home Alone. Watching it, I enjoy it. For nostalgia purposes, but as a movie itself, probably not that good. But I, I, I will never see that because I have the nostalgia blinders on. 
I don't know, man. But I mean, you think about it. You think about it. A movie that comes out now, thirty-seven years from now, it's probably not going to be that that good. Because technology, thirty-seven years from now, is going to be. I hope it's going to be a lot more yeah. amazing than it is now. Well, in 37 years, we're not going to have actors anymore. It's all going to be CGI, and it's going to be seamless, where we're not going to be able to tell whether it's a real person or if it's a CGI uh, person. That may be the case. I did like a lot of the ideas that were in the movie, though. Like, for instance, you know how the back in the 80s, the all the death metal and stuff like that, that if supposedly if you play certain records backwards, or like, like let's say John, John Lennon's discs backwards, you hear like you got a message. Yeah, I remember hearing about that a lot when I was growing up. I, I, I don't know how much of that was actually accurate. And, and if, uh-huh. if, if we were to actually do those tests for, for on those albums, I, I would be appalled to find out that those are true. Okay. There's a, there's well, a technology in burning a, a phonograph uh, to make it sound one way forward and then another way backwards. That that would be like having CGI in the 80s. Yes. I, I, I don't, I don't see it as a possibility. I think it's something people like to talk about, like, oh, oh, you never heard it, then you're, you're not in the know. But I, I don't believe, like, I think it was like a Black Sabbath or Ozzy Osbourne. If you play it backwards, yeah. it says it summons Satan or something. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. I know that I don't, I don't think that that's the case. But like, I think that's the reason why people said those things. You know, I think the whole idea behind it was, what if they could play off of that idea? That sounds like a great idea. You know. Yeah, and I, the, the movie seems like it should work, but another thing that I have an issue with, that I have an issue with in a lot of movies, kid actors are generally terrible, and I, it's not believable to me. I did enjoy the uh, the, the, the sidekick. What's was his name? Like Lance or something? Uh, Lewis Tripp. Okay. Uh, yeah, Terrence. What's his name? Terry. Okay. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed Terry's whole vibe in this. Because he he seemed he was the realest part of the movie to me, <laughs> uh, and it also tripped me out that this young kid Glenn is Stephen Dorff, the guy like I mentioned was, was from Blade. That's I know him as Blade, and there were certain faces he made, and I was like, oh my god, that is him. And but the rest of us, it was very weird. The uh, interaction between um, the kid uh, Glenn, Glenn and Terry, and, and no, Glenn and the sisters' friends. Oh, the jerk wads, you know, that was beautiful. I mean, that was, that was awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's typical, but the, the, the friends of his sister played the stereotypical jerk friends so well, you know, like, yes, but it's stereotypical. I mean, not okay. It's, it's, it's okay. If one of them was like a stupid jerk, you know, to him. Yeah, but every single one of her friends were like little ass- were assholes to this kid, you know. Yes, like they like they were they were they were uh, single kids, you know, in a family, and they were the only child. Yeah, and, and so they didn't grow up with any brothers or sisters. So all they knew were like their friends growing up in this small town <laughs> that they went through school together, and so when they're at home, they're spoiled little shits. I, I got to say something that was kind of interesting uh, and maybe a little flawed was the fact that Glenn, Stephen Dorff's character, his zingers to the older kids versus their zingers to him, he had him beat 
hands oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for the one line, uh, why don't you suck my nose until my head caves in? I'm not sure how that's an insult to somebody else. It was a weird, it was a weird line that stuck with me. But for the most part, he, he was calling them clowns and uh, go join the circus, which were funnier lines than the lines that the older kids were saying to him. Yeah. I uh, thought. Right. Okay. Now, the parts of the movie that, okay, I don't know, if I was Glenn's age or, or even the teenager girl's age, um, I and this this goes for critters too. If put in this situation where there's these little demons coming out of my backyard, I don't think I would be cool with going outside with a freaking candle no. and, and, and trying to <laughs> trying to find them. Or like in Critters, I wouldn't be like volunteering, hey, let me run across the yard and grab my bike and take off and go to the highway and ride down, you know. Yes. No, I'd be like, give me the freaking gun. <laughs> Once they started lighting the candles, I was I was furious. Like, if you have to run, these candles will become mute as soon as you. Yeah, if you take, right? just, even walking on a brisk pace, candles are out, and then you're screwed. Yeah, if there's any wind, <laughs> which there was wind, I mean, there was clouds, there was things swirling around in the air. Yes, yet the candles were staying lit. Now, just because I'm picking apart my movie doesn't mean I don't like it. <laughs> So you it's actually, great movie. so you you actually did enjoy this watching it this this most recent time you enjoyed it, uh, yeah. But like I said, it was probably because the nostalgia factor. Okay, I watched this when I was nine years old. I remember the feelings I had when I was nine years old watching this movie, scared the hell out of me. But I watch it now, and when the little demon's arm gets caught in the door. <laughs> It falls off and becomes clay worms and goes underneath the door. <laughs> okay. And then when when the, uh, the the rocket goes into the main guy's chest yep. and gets gobbled up, yeah, no, I, I saw the claymation in it. But in 1987, when I was eight years old when this movie came out, I believe, uh, I think I saw it when I was nine, though. That was like cutting edge shit. I mean, you didn't have Tim Burton with Claymation and <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas and yeah. all this stuff. So that was like the way you did stuff. Yeah. It, it was a little jarring to see it now, though. Uh, again, because technology has jumped so far ahead since 87 uh, that it, I, I, I was trying to appreciate it for what it was at the time. And... Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about the uh, the bedroom scene where the demon finally gets in the house and he's under the bed. Oh, that one. <laughs> the one with the grabbing? Yes, the grabbing of the legs. As a child, I could see that being terrifying. Oh, yeah. I, I never watched these kinds of movies when I was younger because I was in a, my Christian bubble and I was not allowed to watch things that were terrifying. But somehow, in the back of my brain, I was terrified of something reaching out from under the bed and grabbing my foot. To the point where if I ever had, if I had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I would jump out of my bed, uh, clear at least five feet between the bottom of the bed and where I was, just to make sure nothing grabbed me. I don't know where that came from, but it was there. It was you probably saw. It was sorry. It was instilled inside your mind from your parents, so they would always know when you left your bed at night. I see. It's a security I was system. Say it was instilled from Pet Cemetery. You didn't want your heel to get cut. Yeah, but see, yeah, I never saw those movies. Mine. 
But I, I never saw any. I never saw any scary movie until maybe I think the first scary movie I ever saw, which is why it's my favorite. Uh, I think of all time is Event Horizon, and that wasn't until I think maybe sophomore year of high school. Up until that point, I don't think I was allowed to watch scary movies, and if I did, I don't oh. remember them at all. <laughs> Event Horizon. Oh yes, so many memories. Oh my god, we, that was on the podcast years and years ago. Check out the archives for Event Horizon. Uh, that was back when Lawrence Fishburne was known as Larry Fishburne. <laughs> oh, Morpheus. Uh, but the, the, I, I could see that being terrifying as a child. Uh, so I, I appreciated that scene a little bit more. But the fact that there was multiple hands, was 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 that this, was that the main demon grabbing at them? Or was it multiple yeah. demons? Or what, what was yeah. that about? That, that, was one, that was the big demon. All right. It, it, just, it, it seemed weird. The multiple hands thing kind of threw me off. Uh, I, I was able to kind of take myself back into the uh, leg-grabbing uh, fear as a child. But once I saw multiple hands and one reached all the way across and did nothing more than take a sock off, I was like, all right, this is not terrifying anymore. <laughs> um, I, gotta, I think there's a gate monster cameo. Hold on. Let me just give me one, let me just keep on going. Oh, all right. Uh, it's the, the same thing that last week we talked about critters where the critter jumps off the roof on something and, and bites a guy's shoulder. And, and I think it was a dad in, in the critters movie. He, he, just, he, he had substantial bites from these critters and it did nothing. These little demons were also biting at the kids and it seemed very ineffectual. Well, they had smaller mouths and smaller teeth than but, the critters. But then even when, when uh, my favorite character, Terry, gets taken to the dark side, he starts biting his friend. He starts biting Stephen Dorff's uh, hand, at, and it's just like, err, err. <laughs> it was a very it – was, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a dog play biting. Yes. It didn't seem vicious at all. It's it just like, hey, I got your hand. Err. I'm letting it go. <laughs> it was very I'm wondering weird. if he was more trying to maul his friend because obviously that <laughs> Terry was possessed, you know, because he had gotten taken. So he was uh, a sacrifice, a human sacrifice. Right. So it wasn't really him that was doing it, but I'm wondering if if he was trying to. Well, that doesn't make any sense. If he was trying to maul him, or if he was trying to just get him and bring him back to the underworld. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm that give- doesn't make any sense because why didn't he just grab him by the hand right. with his hand exactly and pull him right. in? Uh, I'm going to give this movie too much credit as far as uh, making it deep, but maybe Terry was still there fighting to not hurt his friend so he wasn't biting very hard. Like part of him was still inside of the whatever zombie creature guy that was biting him was like, no, don't bite that hard. I'll just not. <laughs> Instead of a full on chomp. He wasn't even doing that because the kid couldn't pull his hand out of the, the, the mouth, which means if, if you can't pull your hand out of a human's mouth, right, they must be biting down so hard that they're breaking flesh. And it, it should have just chomped right off though at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he should have a hole in his hand uh, or a chunk missing at least instead of a, hey, help me, sis. I don't even think he had any bite marks. I know, right? Hey, I'm being bitten pretty hard. Can you help me out? I'm going to stay upstairs for a little bit. All right, fine. I'll come downstairs. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I have no loss of feeling or movement of my hand. I'm going to grab a rocket and I'm going to climb right. down these broken stairs and <laughs> – 
come down and <clears throat> please hurry. This is mildly discomforting. <laughs> there was there was a really good callback though in this movie where he threw that igniter box, the igniter switch for the rockets. He got it as a present. He opened it up and he threw it behind or underneath his bed. Oh right, yeah. And then it did come back up later on. They they panned in on that falling behind the bed and down to the bottom. Yes. So I'm glad that knowing now as an adult what a a callback is, you know, yeah, that it actually was significant. But Not like, a, here's a gun I'm going to place in the drawer and never come back to that. Exactly. Something Hollywood always says: if you show the gun in the first act, you have to use it in the third act. Or, or the final act, or whatever. I forget the phrase. Hollywood, help me out. Uh, send me a, a Twitter thing and correct me. But the box that that came in was much smaller than the rocket uh, that came in later. Or was that just the ignition switch? Was that just the that switch? That was just itself? the ignition switch. Okay. So that way you don't need a, a lighter. You hook it up to the igniter and it, it yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. The, the, the way to kill the demon is to create an energy source that is basically based in love. Uh, so this, this presence of the giant rocket was given to him lovingly before or after he shot a hole in the roof and got grounded for it. Um, before. Okay. And because then, it was, it was taken away and his dad, he thought his dad threw it out. So, but so then they found it. So, uh, uh, did we mention this is by his birthday or by Christmas or why was it wrapped up in the in the present and how did he know where it was hidden in order to go open it? Did, was that covered at all? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, that's that's bad writing. Uh, <laughs> but then also the the fact, I guess it does kind of tie back that when he reads the note, it's like. Blah, 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 lovey-dovey bullshit. Throw it away. Throw the note away. But it was enough to let us know that this was a love present that would eventually yeah. defeat the demon. Now, I, I I did like the scene. I thought it was pretty crazy. The scene where the, when the dad – until the dad's head, head fell off in the way that it did. <laughs> when he's like, Mom, Dad, and he runs out there. As I, it was kind of a cool scene when he picked him up and he was like, possessed and it yeah. wasn't his dad it was it was a demon yeah you've been but, bad <laughs> yeah that the, the the phrase you've been bad reminded me of goonies um oh so yeah you've been bad oh <laughs> you know it's like is that the uh the older lady talking to sloth yes yeah. yes <laughs> sloth. rocky run oh that was a fun movie that also by the way is in the archives of spoilers if you want to check out goonies Back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, let's see. I, I took a, I took some notes. I started taking notes at the beginning of the movie, and then I, I eventually abandoned it because I was just like, oh, when, how much more do we have of this? You're going to run out of paper? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing these on a cloud. Is Google Keeps where I keep my notes. Uh, even though that database is unlimited, I felt like I will crash everybody's computers if I tried to keep more notes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, there, there was there was a scene where uh, Stephen Dorff, Glenn, is talking to his dad, and he's saying that my friend Terry told me there was a uh, there was a murder on the premises while this house was being built, and they didn't want to they want to keep it from the cops, so they put his body in the walls. And the dad is saying, "Well, let me tell you about Terry." 
since his mom died, he's been strange. The phrasing alone, uh, first of all, it could not happen in this day and age. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was a very weird and very forced kind of conversation to me. And it's probably are you, are you sure? because like the kids say some pretty weird stuff too. But it turns out he was right the entire time, so I mean, he's he's not that crazy. No, he wasn't right. He was no, not. That was, that, was, that was all the demons, buddy. That was all the demons. Yeah, but everything he predicted and everything he said came to fruition. Just, yeah, but that's only because that's what they were thinking. They, Otherwise, they, they got information from Terry um, when he was down in the hole. Oh. Not the men- first time. And not to mention, don't forget, remember how Terry got his mom turned into the dog? Right. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to uh, bring up. Twice. They, they needed the uh, sacrifice of, of something. Turns out it could be an animal. He picks up this, this dog, which I have here in my notes, was seven years old in human years, which makes him 30, 13.85 years old in... Uh, in dog years. Oh, wait, what? what is it? Three foot drop, seven years. He was 97 years old in, in human years. Right, 97. Oh, no. no, 97 years old in dog in years. In dog years, which comes out to 13.85 years in human years. Could, <clears throat> could a dog of 13 years die from a three foot drop? Yes. Yeah. Drop on his head. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I have a problem with that. I, I I can't see a dog that's first of all, the dog jumps up into his arms. Is this real life, or part of this is fake and real? Where is, is the does dog the dog open the door and jump into his arms? Then he drops him from three feet and then he dies. It was a weird scene to me. It was weird. Are you sure the dog died after the drop or before the drop? So, so the demons already killed the dog and then threw him in his arms? Is that what you're suggesting? Or he jumped in his arms, the demons killed the dog because they were inside of him. But that, but then that's not a sacrifice. That's, that's a murder. The demons then killed the dog. Yeah, and then the dog needed to be sacrificed and thrown into the hole. The dog was dead before. But the dog needed to be sacrificed and thrown into the gate, which the the sister's friend is the one who did that. Right. But to me, sacrifice implies intent. Sacrifice if, implies intent. What's the definition, though? If, if, you, if you kill somebody on accident, it's not a sacrifice. You need to be doing it on purpose for it to be a sacrifice. Otherwise, it's just plain murder or, or just uh, killing unless you put like the dog on an altar and say, Oh, hail Satan. I give you this dog. That's a sacrifice. Here's the definition of sacrifice. Okay. An act of slaughter on an animal or a person or surrendering a possession as an offering to God or to a divine spiritual supernatural figure. The dog dead or alive was an offering. Bum, bum, bum. No, but okay. No, no, that's that's where we disagree. This this was not an offering. The the, the kid killed the dog on accident because he thought it was his mom, and then oh no, it's a dog. Throw it on the floor. He didn't throw it on the floor in an act of saying, "Hell, Satan." <laughs> it was just a oh no, it's a dog. Throw it on the floor. It, it, well, it's, it's not an offering. Kids, the kid didn't even put it in the gate. It was. 
the sister's friend who was supposed to take care of the dog at an animal shelter or whatever, take it to an animal cemetery, whatever. They were closed. So he took it back to the house and buried it in the hole underneath that gate. Yeah. And then covered the hole and put the gate back on top of it. Which, by the way, okay, okay. This is another thing that I was thinking about earlier. The the tree that is being dug up used to be a treehouse, right? Yeah. Why? <laughs> termites. Did he say that? No, but that's what was flying around was termites, oh, dude. Oh, okay. That's what kept going into the bug zapper was termites. I thought they were just hell moths or something. <laughs> I uh, there's yeah he did say moths but they um, not less you know what they didn't really specify why the treehouse and the tree was being taken down yes yeah, it could, again it could have been just it could have just been destroyed by lightning it's just it's bad story writing wait <laughs> it, that that actually makes very much sense because he had the dream in the beginning right where right. he was in the treehouse and it got struck by lightning and fell down and blah, blah, blah. Then he wakes up from that dream and goes out back and they've taken the tree house and the tree down. Maybe it did actually get struck by lightning and that's why they were taking it out. It had fallen down and they were cutting it up and getting it out of there. That would make sense had they explained it in the movie. (laughs) But this no, but it makes sense <laughs> that that's the reason why I'm telling you right now. Okay, all right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give props to the to you more than the movie for that. Uh, <laughs> so the the tree gets taken down. It gets uprooted, creates a hole, which is so. Is is the tree being uprooted the cause of the gate opening? No, no. They it's, they, it's a curse. Well, the tree, the, the, that was the beginning of it. The tree getting uprooted exposed the geodes. Right. Okay. And they accidentally opened up the gate by not knowing what they were messing with. They opened that first geode, which glowed, when they, which was glowing once they cracked it open. Right. Uh, which was one of the first things that needed to happen. Then it was the uh, the sacrifice of the dog, and then they needed two human sacrifices. Yeah. All right. So the funny thing was, is the two human sacrifices under your definition weren't really sacrifices because it was the demons that took them. Yes. But let me ask you this. Hold on. Let me ask you this. Is it somebody needs to sacrifice something, or the demons need to sacrifice that in order to open up that gate? A sacrifice to me, uh, based on my uh, way too big religious background, a sacrifice is deliberate. Something you need to do to, as, like like uh, Maisha was saying, as an offering. Well, think of it this way. These he were not done as offerings. Offered. They were just deaths. Sorry, go ahead, no. Maisha. Well, an offering isn't necessarily a death. An offering is – like, for instance, I'll think of it this way. You offer the flesh of an animal to something. That's a sacrifice as well. But it's it intentional. It's intentional. It's something you're doing with a purpose. That it is, is what makes a yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. 
Hold on, let me ask you a question, Kat. Right. This is going to be good. The Okay, because the little demons were out and about before the human sacrifices and, the, and, and all that other stuff. What if the gate was partially open for those little demons to come out, right? And they were the ones getting the sacrifices to completely open the gate to allow the big, all more, most powerful, ancient demon god to come out. That makes sense. That that would make sense, uh, except for the fact that, and the only way for the gate to open, also required a sacrifice. I I refuse to believe the dog was a sacrifice. It was an accidental death, not Adam, a sacrifice. If, Adam, just because you believe a, a certain word should be a certain way doesn't mean it's true. I disagree. I'm right, and you're wrong. <laughs> and nobody said a sacrifice had to be an intentional sacrifice. Yeah. It could be an accidental sacrifice. In this case, it was an accidental sacrifice. The dog was the sacrifice, and it accidentally got thrown into that hole. So, okay, by the same accounts, if uh, in Lord of the Rings, Frodo dropped the ring into the thing. It was like, oh, I guess that works. <laughs> Actually, he didn't drop it. If he did, would it be the same effect? Yes. You're right. That's a bad example. All right. <laughs> it was about the... Yeah, because we're going to believe the Lord of the Rings over this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay. My they, precious. They have a better thought out lore than this movie. That's That's <laughs> the main point that I'm making out. Everything well, if, is, they, if they if they strung this movie out into three separate movies, it'd probably be a lot more detailed. And in, I would be. But they didn't have movies like that back in '87, dude. Come on, they, right. they had sequels. If if there were sequels to this movie, in the same way where Critters has sequels, I would be very pissed because that means they're going to be on future episodes, and I do not want that to happen. Well, I'm looking at you, Maestro, my friend. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Adam. I've got a plethora of movies like this in my wheelhouse. Why do you hate me so much? Everybody hates me. I don't understand it. I don't hate you. I just want to enlighten you to the 80s. Uh, You know, the times where you weren't allowed to watch good movies. (laughs) And now, more than ever, I thank my parents for that. (laughs) I was avoided of these movies. Up until now. With you guys. Yeah. If you watched these movies back then, you probably would have more appreciation for them now. That is possibly true, but... Oh, my gosh, dude. He's like an eight-year-old, just wants to argue about everything. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. And let me tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, no matter how you feel, the sequel to The Gate, it was made in 1990. There's a sequel? There's a sequel. Oh, and it's in the 90s. All right. Well, that does not help me at all. Oh, it does. Because nope. it's, it's a cutoff point. There's also a sequel to Critters, which came out in the 2000s. Uh-huh. Does not make Critters a good movie. <laughs> you haven't watched it. How do you know? I've seen the first Critters. I know as much as I need to know about it. And, so um, maybe the fifth Critters is good. I, I get where Adam's coming from. The fifth critters could be good. 
could be good, but that doesn't make the original critters good. Yes. True. Unless, of course, you like the jokes that were happening like he did and noticed that they happened again. I enjoyed the jokes more in this movie than I did for Critters. There weren't any jokes in this movie, Adam. There the were comebacks, a lot of jokes. The witty comebacks, the put-downs. Yes. Oh, because they were so out of date and so cliche? Uh, no, they... they I, I feel like the jokes that Glenn made, uh, Stephen Dorff, against the uppity girls... Uh, they had oh, the, when they were when they're talking to each other with the... There's something about Mary here? Exactly right. I was about to make that joke. Thank you, Mishro. We're the same wavelength. I love you. It's the, the oh, jokes. Hair gel. Thank you. <laughs> the jokes in those scenes, I that holds up. Everything else does not. Are you saying this just because you used to quote those things as well when you were a kid? I don't know what you're talking about, and I take offense to your statement. You take offense Aren't you to everything. Every <laughs> Oh my god! It, I feel it, like those are the words you would have said at your young, at a young age. I don't know what you mean, and I defense that statement. How dare you? <laughs> what do you mean at a young age? He says those now. I don't know what Good you mean. Point. I take offense to that statement. How? Dare you? <laughs> oh my god! Stop pleading the fifth. Is this the same? Is this tired yet? Is this old? This him repeating with another question is another way of him stalling. No, it's me enforcing. How this movie is out of date. What is it that is out of date in this movie that you are enforcing? Let's move on. Uh, The rest of the game we're doing. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, Let me check my notes real quick. I had a lot of things I wanted to talk about, and then I I bailed out. Anything you guys wanted to mention before you move on to the rest of the game? I feel like the the major bad demon, the big one, yes. was also in Cool World as a weird joke. <laughs> cool World, also in the archives. Brad Pitt trying to do cartoon movies. It was it was a very horrible Roger Rabbit. It's in the archives. Check it out. I agree with you, Maestro. I agree. All right. Uh, okay. I think I think that just gives more credence to this movie if that monster was featured in another movie. Okay. Uh, if you listen to the Cool Cool World episode, that movie sucked so much. <laughs> but did it suck worse than this one? It's hard to tell. I I I, I try to purge these movies from my mind as much as possible. Which is why it's hard. I think, do you think it's possible that while you purge these movies from your mind, you're also purging other pertinent things that should be in your mind, like good taste? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all-encompassing. I'm purging horrible things that I don't need to know. All right, let's see. Uh, okay. If you were babysitting... And a dog dies. Do you call your parents to let them know, hey, that dog we've had for 97 years <laughs> in dog years is dead? Is that a phone call you make to your parents? 
Um, not if you're a 16 year old wanting to prove to your parents that you could handle things when they're gone. I do agree with you, but when the parents get home, is not is that not the end of your babysitting life? Oh, we don't know because we never got to see the parents come home and the house destroyed. That was also very upsetting to me. Yes, the, the fact that did all this destruction actually happen? In, in Critters, as much as I hated that movie, at the end, everything got put back together and everything was fine. In this movie, do, was that hole in the ceiling and, and, and the room and the whole house, was that put back together the same way that the sister and the friend came back to life? How's it all tied together? I don't know. We're going to have to watch the second one. Find we, out. No. No, no, no. We will not. We will not watch anymore. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the levitating. I, I have a lot of notes here. Uh, before, once again, it tuned out and I couldn't do it anymore. The levitating. Everybody in the room saw him levitating, right? Yeah. And they were all just like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> They thought it was a prank. By who? They said it was a prank. Yes, but but how 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 do you explain that? Are they that dumb? These friends of Al, they're that dumb. They just see, oh, he levitated up to the ceiling, pulled a cord out of the wall, and then it's like, ah, Chris Angel. I agree. I agree with you. And you just sparked a, a note in my <laughs> mental brain. All right. In the beginning of the movie. Glenn calls his sister Al and she goes, stop calling me Al. But yet the parents call her Al (laughs) and she doesn't say anything to them. Yeah. She doesn't care. (laughs) She cared for a second and then never again. (laughs) All right. Uh, Okay. Uh, It was a pretty big house, wasn't it? It seemed that way. It was at least two stories. Pretty decent. They only have one bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> it's possible yeah uh, alright there was a scene where Al uh, goes outside to check for other things and there this is the first time we see the, the small demons and she's just like oh I don't see anything you don't see a bunch of small demons creeping up on you in slow in slow motion uh, I, I didn't buy that they're small. Dude, she's like, not she's like a T Rex. <laughs> like a T Rex, dude. If they don't move, she can't see them. All right. Uh, so many. Well, they are gray and they were on concrete, so they blended in. It was dark. That's very, ah, very racist, but uh, we'll move on. All right. <laughs> and she had a flashlight pointing out in the distance, and the other just had candles. <laughs> Yep, that that would obscure your vision somehow. All right. Uh, I'm ready to move on. You guys, anything else you want to talk about before we go on to the rest of the uh, games we're going to play? I want to talk about when we're watching the sequel. Oh. Oh, I actually have it on the calendar. It's 2000 Never. <laughs> Is that a fresh reference? I feel like that was a solid joke. Oh. Make sure it was- Shaking his head, saying no. 
which is great for audio medium where we do podcasting. <laughs> I thought the silence was better. Oh, you're right. You're right. And me over explaining was not good. All right, let's move what on to the rest the of the games. What? The lambs. What about the lambs? Silence. Fava beans. Oh, I see. <laughs> We're all making the same joke. It's fine. All right, let's move on to the rest of the game. That was our opinion of the movie. Like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Now let's hear from people that actually have credentials. The critics. Unfortunately, uh, what, in my opinion, movie sucks so bad, critics did not review the show, uh, the movie. I have no reviews from top critics, but I have reviews from the audience. So, we're going to play a game like we do every week. It's a Rotten Tomatoes game. This is where I make everybody guess the Rotten Tomatoes score based on the critics and the audience. Critics absent for this movie. Okay. But the Rotten Tomatoes score is based on 0 to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. Let me give you some reviews. Like I said, top critics had zero reviews. So we'll do the audience first. Start with the good reviews first. We have Federico Furzan from Minneapolis. Demons, heavy metal, and teenage angst. I'm there. Still, after almost 30 years, the small movie feels as genuine as it was back in 1987. Agreed. Strong disagree. Uh, thumbs down and uh, dislike, whatever you call it. Oh, my God. All right. Cat Hughes from THN. Essentially, The Gate is a horror version of Home Alone. And with the addition of Al Braddy's friends, one of whom played the O.C.'s Kyle Rowan. There's a nice amount of humor to balance out the scares. All right. Let's do bad reviews. Once again, no top critics bad reviews. Jeffrey M. Anderson from Combustible. Lies. No, that's true. I'm reading it. All right. (laughs) I saw this movie in theaters in 1987 and thought it was pretty... Bad back then. It's still pretty bad. But the visual effects hold up pretty well. Strong disagree. Strongly disagree. I think the visual effects held up pretty well, honestly. I mean, considering what they had working for them, and it still panned out for me. I I think it holds up based on those time periods. (laughs) Not Not today. Not today at all. All right, one more. This is Scott Weinberg, efilmcritic.com. Goofy kids stuff, horror flick. That's the whole snippet. It is very much, I think this is very much a kids movie. 
is not meant to scare adults. If as an adult you are scared, seek therapy. That's a... <laughs> All right. Anyway, based on that, let's play the Rotten Tomatoes game. This... I explain the rules. Critics in the audience, what do you think the critics rated this movie? Once again, there was no critic reviews, so this is just based on your interpretation of things. Well, if that's the case, if there's no actual critic review, then do we actually have a number? I do have a number. It's true. It, is it made up? I don't know where it came from. So it's made up? It's not made up. It's based on uh, RottenTomatoes.com. The critics the critics could give it a number but not actually do a written review on it. Got it. True. They, they can rate it but not give a typed-in critique, uh, facsimile, whatever you call wow. them now these days, email. Um, yeah, without any information, it's it's kind of tough. Uh, I'm I'm gonna just go right down the middle and say fifty. Damn you! Uh, higher or lower? Uh, I'm gonna go lower at a forty. All right, this is very upsetting to me. The tomato meter, sixty percent. The critics. It's fresh. It is fresh. It is it is, it is. it is the lowest possibility of fresh, but it is fresh. But that's just saying you don't like fresh movies, dude. I don't like these fresh movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the audience. You heard the audience reviews. The non-top critics. What do you? What is your guess of the audience percentage on Rotten Tomatoes? Hmm. You can go first this time. Okay. I'll go with the audience as a 70. Hmm. That's pretty strong. It's very strong. Critics said 60. You know, I, I think the critics were being nicer than the audience. Uh, I want to say 55. Uh, the critics, which did not give actual reviews, spiked this so far. This movie sucked, and the audience agrees with me. It is a forty-four percent with the with the audience. Oh, I can't even get the sentence out because it's it's too good. Audience hated this. Critics loved it. I'm not sure why the critics loved it. Ah, they were probably drunk. All right. Paul Maybe Giamatti. you should have drank while you were watching this then. I drink all the time. <laughs> Maybe we should drink when we're not doing this then. No. We're in quarantine. What am I going to do? Just sit here and not drink? How dare you? That's an offensive attack against me. Hello? Is this salon? All right. Uh, Paul Giamatti <laughs> and, <laughs> and Gary Oldman were not in this movie. We like to play this game. Paul Giamatti... Is fantastic. Gary Oldman, fantastic. They make every movie better by being in it. How could this movie have improved if Gary Oldman and Paul Giamatti were in this movie? We got to, the, the only rule is the character that we choose for them has to be taken out. What do you think? 
Dude. Dude, I just got an idea. Oh. Make make Giovanni all the demons. <laughs> I like that a lot. They do have voices. They do have voices. You, you will not see him, but you'll hear the voices of Paul Giamatti. No, I'm no, up, no, no. Small little Giovanni's running around. Oh, with the uh, with the little uh, curly hair afro that he's got. <laughs> See, that would make it less scary to me. <laughs> Not that it was scary at all, but it, it I, would I, reduce I, the scary I, factor. I thought it would make it better. That's a I didn't they say scary. <laughs> all right, and then uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman needs to be. Something in this movie. Let's add a character to this movie for <laughs> Let's make him a sheriff. Isn't, is there a sheriff? No. no you, you're thinking about critters. Uh, Paul Giamatti, I agree with Maestro, should be all the aliens. All the aliens' voices should be Paul Giamatti. For They're demons. And Gary Oldman has to be the father. The one who loses the head? Yeah. Or maybe that uh, douchebag Eric, the guy, he stole Glenn's cereal bowl at one point. Yes, he did. I can see that as Gary Ullman. Because he can do very bad or very good, very well. I just don't think she's ready for me, guys. <laughs> right? That's Gary Ullman, right there. We got it. All right. Let's do trivia. This is a part of the show where I make you guys... Oh. This is not that part of the show. 53.3. All right. Edit point. What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, writing down edit point for Why? me fucking up. Aww. Oh. Ah, fuck it. Let's leave it in. Uh, this is a part of the show where I give you guys a little bit of information you may not know about the movie. This did not have a lot of interesting trivia. Um, uh, happy and or sad to say. Let's start with the small demonic minions are played by actors in rubber suits and shot in forced perspective. I did get that vibe when I was watching it. These were real people with a horrible green screen back then. Make it creepier back then. Probably a blue screen. Uh, That's how things work. Actor Stephen Dorff. This is his first role ever. Before he was Blade, he was Glenn. Yeah, like I said, not a lot of interesting trivia. Uh, Writer Michael Mankin based the script on specific things from his childhood. For example, he had a best friend named Terry. That was the guy with the glasses. They... Was biting Glenn at some point. Ugh. This trivia sucks. I apologize. But then again, the whole movie sucked. Uh, let's move on. The logo on the back of Terry's jacket is the Killer Dwarfs, a heavy metal band from the Toronto, Ontario area who are known for their offbeat sense of humor. I want to look them up more than anything else. I want to watch them more than I want to watch this movie. All right. 
Are you guys still there? What's happening? Yeah. Oh. We're, we're, we're listening to all this wonderful trivia yeah, no. that we're getting about this movie. It makes this movie even better. Okay. That's not what I was going for. This movie sucks. Uh, <laughs> money, makes, <laughs> money makes the world go round. This is where I put... Uh, this This movie killed it, dude. This movie just freaking made money hand over fist. Financially, we want to find out. How, we want to find out how this held up to its peers. The budget for this film estimated two point five million dollars. They made one billion. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> I know they made a lot of money off of this movie. There is no foreign box office. I'll tell you that right now. So no, because is, they'd be too scared to watch this movie. They would be too advanced to watch this movie. <laughs> Have you seen Godzilla? Oh my god. Come on. <laughs> Which one? There's a lot of there's a lot of Godzillas. The one that was out in 1987 when this movie came out. Yeah, okay. No. Uh, so this is only US domestic box office. Budget 2.5 million. What do you think it grossed in the US? Um, 10.6 million. 10? I'll go with 15. 10, 15. I got to do some math real quick. All right, got it. In the US, and only the US, this grossed 13.5 million dollars. Maestro is doing a dance. You can't see him dancing, but because we're on Zoom, I can see him dancing. It's a victory dance. It's very embarrassing. I don't know why you're doing it that way. Oh, my God. Oh, please, I'm taking my pants off. Please stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, is that one of the demons in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it does create a vortex. All right. This film did be- by a little man in a rubber suit. <laughs> I love. I knew it was forced perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I love and hate Zoom at the same time for this. <laughs> so great. This film debuted on May 15th, 1987 with $4.3 million. This was the 84th highest grossing film of 1987. Ooh, made the top 100. It did. It did. Number one that year, though, was... Hercules, Hercules. No, it's Eddie Murphy. Uh, he was in Beverly Hills Cop 2. I think it's a bad year for movies, if that's number one. But Beverly Hills Cop was awesome, man. First one was great. Second one, I don't remember. So Third one was great, too. Was it? Well, apparently, you don't like watching sequels. Sequels usually suck. Die Hard 2. Well, yeah. Off. Die Hard. Die Hard's all sucked. Oh, oh my God. Be fighting words. We're going to fight. Oh. You can't touch me. You can't touch me. Neener, neener, neener. As soon as this. Why don't you go back to clown school? <laughs> as soon as the quarantine is over, I will fight you so hard. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. I got real sexual. <laughs> all right. All right. That was. 1987's The Gates, directed by Michael Nankin. Thanks to Cowboy. Yeah, right. That does not sound anything like fighting words. That sounds like makeout words. 
That sounds a little creepier. Stick your tongue out. Oh my gosh. Quarantine has gotten to me and it's very weird. You think it's all over, baby. I'll get to you. (laughs) So, (laughs) if you like the show, if you like the podcast, make sure you. uh, I'm very distracted now. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Spoiler Show. Cowboy, put your pants back on. <laughs> you know the rest. Uh, if you're watching movies, if you're buying things on Amazon, as you should be, because quarantine things. Before you buy them on Amazon, go to our website. I support the show. You do. You do. My my yeah. um, things. What do you call them? I don't know. Those are your tits, madam. Oh, oh, sorry. I'll put my shirt back on. They are also your possessions. <laughs> All right, we're done. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> We've all been drinking a lot. Uh, this is what happens when we do spoilers. Go to our website, ratpackpodcast.com, ratpack.productions. Either way, we have a banner there. Click on the link. It takes you to Amazon. You buy everything you would need to buy. And we get a little bit of extra kickback. Hello. It doesn't cost you any more money, but it does help support the show. Hello. And supposedly, Adam's alcoholism. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally sober. Every time we record a podcast, I'm sober. <laughs> thanks for playing, guys. Uh, thanks for making Why it are out. your eyes closed? I don't know. Are we recording? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is awkward. This is not going to be released ever. <laughs> then oh. I get to pick another movie. By the Ooh, way, yes, no, yes, no, 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 yes, no, 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 no. Next week, next week, I choose a movie. Oh yeah, no, but then you have to release this one. Ah, oh, damn it! You're right. If I do not see the gate released, I get to pick another movie. I will release the gate so that I can choose a movie. Next week, coming up, it's gonna be some Bruce Willis shit. No, it is not. <laughs> I think Maestro will appreciate this movie. This is from the year 2006. How it is. Venoms? No, no Venoms. No Venoms. Just a, lot of, just a lot of Gatorade to water your plants. It is. Aw, man. 2006's Idiocracy. <sighs> you don't like this one, Maestro? How? Because you already living it now. I know, and that's why I chose it. You, both of you, chose a movie. Now I choose a movie, and this one hey, is that's, fun. That's, that's, that's not right, dude. You chose movies we we came up with a long time ago before quarantine. Yeah, you give me the ability to come up with a new movie during quarantine. I'd come up with something relative to right now. For yeah, the, for the love of God, please choose better movies than you have been. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Okay, hold on a second. Are, okay, why are we doing Idiocracy? It's a comedy to begin with. Because it's a fun movie to me. That's it. The and, list. And the other thing, the other thing is, is this is the bad movie review show, not the good movie review show. You want us to pick good movies, better movies. We're picking bad movies. That's the name of the show. When I first saw this movie, I hated it. I've watched it again recently. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I. <laughs> Uh, 
So it was to me a bad movie. I already showed my cards here. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's funny, and I'm not sure if it's funny because it's actually funny or because it's <laughs> it's where we live now. <laughs> There's a lot of bad things about this movie. I, I already. I watched hey, it uh, last you week. Get, and you want to get some Starbucks? <laughs> there's there's a lot of things about this movie to pick apart. And we'll get into that next week. Yay. 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 All right. Until then, I'm Cowboy. And- I'm H.O. So.